Hello, this is the Fakeologist speaking. You're listening to Master Fake Theater, where I present to you some of my favorite 9-11-centric audios. I selected these audios based on the idea that they will help further your knowledge of the folks that 9-11 was. While I can't endorse every thought in each audio, I do think they're worth your while. Please visit Fakeologist.com to explore endless hours of 9-11 and media fakery research. Thank you for listening, and on with the Master Fake Broadcast. Hindenburg on her last flight sails over New York. These pictures, made from a passing news plane less than four hours before the tragedy, show the world's largest airship heading for Lakehurst, New Jersey. Over Newark's famous auto skyway, the airship was hailed by thousands who little dreamed it was their final glimpse of the Hindenburg. Inside the silver envelope are 16 separate gas bags, each filled with hydrogen, a highly inflammable gas. you can see the forward control cabin from which the ship is operated. The windows along the side indicate the location of the passenger quarters in which many were carried to a flaming death. Approaching Lakers, the Hindenburg appeared a conquering giant of the sky, but she proved a puny placing in the mighty grip of fate. It almost seemed as if fate had set the stage for the horrible tragedy. A graceful craft sailing serenely to her doom. For three hours, the dirigible circled the landing field at Lakehurst, New Jersey, dumping more water ballast than ever before in vain efforts to level off. Again, she dumped ballast. And a nervous tension grips those who are watching, for this is something unusual. There goes more ballast, but the tale is settling in spite of all that has been done. A grim note of impending tragedy. Finally, the landing lines are dropped. These scenes were filmed by Pathé News cameraman William B. And you are about to see the pictures he got when the ship exploded. Those aboard leaping for life from a flaming inferno. The actual crash of the Hindenburg. An airship destroyed in less than half a minute.
rushing to the rescue, the heroes of the tragedy dash in, heedless of danger to help the injured to safety, while others, beyond help, perish in the flames. Okay, that was, I probably recognize that as the Hindenburg disaster. And this is a hoax busters call, by the way, and it's June 3rd, and it's 2013. And uh, we've got Tim Aberato on the call. Tim, are you on mute? Good day. Hey. Good day. Good day. Good day to you, sir. Uh, you were, uh, well, you know about the Hindenburg, right? Yeah. Heard of that before. I suppose that's another hoax. Oh, uh, yeah, I was looking into this a little, little bit. Uh, <laughs> what are the chances? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, if you look at this uh, footage, it's it's got some interesting uh, edits, and I don't know if this is uh, purports to be the uh, un, unedited reel or what, but, you know, as far as it appears to be what the uh, – what was going around the public uh, in 1937? So uh, <clears throat> I, I get the gist that this is what was presented to people when it, when it after it happened. It's got some real interesting editing where you see the. Uh, it, it, it looks like something starts to happen, and then there's a cut, and then it cuts again, and then there's a giant flame ball, and then the thing is falling out of the sky. It's uh, yeah. The reason why I got into this is uh, I ran across this. God's like productions post on it and uh yeah I'll just read this part of it it's pretty interesting uh, uh it's truly historic conspiracy theory for those interested in such things it happens to be the Hindenburg explosion it's one of the longest standing nefarious rumors is that it was blown up on purpose by another none other than General Motors company and their German subsidiary Opel Ford had just perfected the first hydrogen car that's interesting huh Ford had perfected the hydrogen car way back then in 19 in the mid 30s uh-huh. and uh yeah and every major manufacturer was clamoring to catch up this was even exposed unknowingly on a history channel special several months ago big oil is waiting in the wings for the chance to upstage the unveiling of a hydrogen car and simultaneously nix the alternative fuel competition in the bud and what what and what better way to put their fear of hydrogen in the world than exploding the Hindenburg complete with live radio broadcast of the hysterical reporter. And it says, up until recently, the theory held that uh, the tremendous explosion was called by the, caused by the hydrogen itself exploding moments before arrival. And it talks about the Hindenburg explodes, 1937, targeting to take the routine shots when Hindenburg arrived in Lake First, New Jersey. On our 21st Atlantic crossing, suddenly fire broke out. 60 seconds later, nothing was left of the dirigible but molten steel. The cameraman reacted instantaneously to produce the most complete coverage of a news event in history. So there was plenty of press on hand, and this was the 21st Atlantic crossing. So, you know, 21st, I mean, that was, by then, the Hindenburg was pretty much old hat. I mean, when you think uh, 20, it crossed 21 times, and then, like, all of a sudden on this one, that's uh, that baby really goes up in flames, man. It doesn't. Now, um, yeah, it goes on to talk about Mythbusters did a story on it and stuff like that. Um, I got a link to the, well, I thought I did, but you you can look it up, Mythbusters Hindenburg. Um, 
So they're testing different versions of the Hindenburg, that little mock-ups that they made, and uh, they're trying to get close to the, the time, you know, they're saying burn up, and it's, you know, I guess it's like a, a quarter-scale model or 16-scale or something, like, maybe more like a 16-scale or something like that, uh, or an eighth-scale or something, I don't know. But, um, yeah, the one they built that burnt closest to the time that the Hindenburg burnt was a model that was um, covered with uh, thermite, which is, um, you know, back then, I guess, uh, like what this article here says, this article is titled, The Hydrogen Didn't Cause the Hindenburg Fire. Um, I'll post that in the chat. But according to this article, you know, you know, back in the day, they would have these things made out of, like, cotton fabric, and then they would, uh, what's called doping, they would, uh, uh, doping, which makes fabric cotton more durable, it was extremely flammable with a combination of iron oxide, cellulose acetate, and aluminum powder, which, I mean, that's basically, you're talking about iron oxide and aluminum, it's basically thermite. Well, it is thermite. It's a total mixture might as well serve as a respectable rocket propellant, Van Horst said. So, yeah, this, like, article goes on to explain how it was the skin or the outer husk of the thing that really burnt. It was more flammable than hydrogen and really caused that sucker to burn. And uh, so, yeah, the Mythbusters, when they, the one they built that was covered with the uh, mainly thermite, basically, rocket fuel or whatever you want to call it, is the one that burnt up in 30 seconds. And they end up what they were saying on there is that they have, the uh, Hindenburg officially went down in 37 seconds. And uh, so, you know, is it another uh, media hoax? Like, was there anybody in there that died? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I tend to, I tend to doubt there was anybody in there that died. It could be, could be a completely staged operation. And, uh, but they, you know, if that's the case, they did, I mean, they, it really does look like there's people running for dear life away from that fucking thing, man. I mean, uh, they did a good job on the film footage if, uh, if it's fake. But, uh, yeah, Robin yeah. says there's anomaly at two minutes and 50 seconds. I wasn't obviously watching it while you played it, but two minutes and 50 seconds. Let me look at that. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. That's what I was talking about, that hard edit, where it's like, uh, let's see what this does. So you go from ground scene, oh, a quick flash to, that's very odd, yeah. It's like a quick two, two frame cutaway to the, to a, to the blimp where it's not blowing up, and then straight back to the one where it's in flames. Yeah, it's a very odd, uh, series of edits there. Doesn't make any sense. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about, but, hmm. you know, with the thing allegedly hit the, the, the landing tower, it didn't hit anything. It didn't rip open, but it, they say that as it was landing, somehow a spark got generated and ignited the hydrogen. But, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, no looking at this. I don't, I haven't looked into it extensively, really, but, uh, you know, We've had some recent, well, relatively recent, um, you know, Fukushima. I mean, you know, we're talking about radiation and disaster and to make people terrified of these different um, methods of getting energy, uh, something alternative to the oil uh, monopolies. 
And, um, you know, when we talk about something like that, there's always these, like, disasters and stuff that are tied to those. Now, um, I don't know. I'm not, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, we have the British Petroleum alleged, uh, well, I mean, there was the oil spill in the Gulf, which, you know, like I've said before, I don't, you know, that didn't amount to anything. Um, I think oil spills are regular natural occurrence. Um, I, I do believe that they were, uh, you know, you could pull up old ship's logs. I haven't done it myself, but I, I believe that you can pull up old ship's logs from, you know, old clipper ships of the 14, 15, 1600s, and they all document, you know, massive oil spills because the shit comes up through the ground in the, in the ocean floor. Um, yeah, and it's not super toxic. It, you know, it probably deprives fish of oxygen and, and sea life of oxygen, but, you know, that's what happens when a vol- volcano goes off. It kills a lot of wildlife and stuff. It doesn't mean it's not natural. Um, so, yeah, this, this, uh, these disasters surrounding, uh, different things. I mean, so this potentially being some way to, to prejudice people against uh, the hydrogen and then they, and then the hydrogen. Well, that, that, you know, that goes into talking about, you know, technology, free energy, and stuff like that, and um, how it's suppressed. So the whole idea that they had a fully functional hydrogen vehicle back in 1937, that, that doesn't uh, – I, I have no problem believing that whatsoever. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was well understood back then, and, you know, that hydrogen can be used. I don't think it's dangerous. Um you know, according to, like, this article here, it goes into, and this is from uh, University of California, some study, engineer study. And, uh, yeah, the conclusion is, you know, hydrogen is no more flammable or dangerous to handle than gasoline is. And uh, that gasoline is pretty damn flammable, and, you know, it's uh, caused a lot Isn't of injury. pressurized at all? I think it has to be pressurized, but... Um, the I think the thing about that is um, you can design tanks uh, to be very safe. I mean, as far as uh, redundant relief valves and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't think that that's even an issue really. Uh, like this, your hydrogen is even safer than propane, and it is on par with natural gas. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. I I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, they needed a big media event to scare the hell out of everybody. And uh, so from that, yeah, and it worked great. And from that point forward, everybody uh, associated hydrogen with this horrendous disaster. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we know from looking at 9-11 and stuff, I mean, that's how this stuff works. you got an agenda push. And then uh, a big stage media event to... Um, hammer home the idea that needs to be put across and then the perception management is, you know, done. And then uh it sticks, man. I mean, it really it's really sticks. I think that's a that's an image that's been literally burning well not literally, but it's been burning in people's brains. They got uh probably one of the biggest rock bands ever putting that on their album cover. And uh I, I think part of that could potentially be to, you know, keep that alive on one level. You know what I mean? Because you know, that it, well, yeah, but you know, they're tools, right? They're not, 
you know, I don't, I don't see any of these bands as super talents that kind of pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps. I mean, they're tools of the industry. And, uh, you know, if they're told to put up something on their cover, probably what they'll do, you know. But, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. I mean, it's a pretty iconic image, something that works as that album cover. So I don't know if that's exactly what was in mind, but... Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, it is definitely uh, to my, in my mind a uh, psych. It was a psychological operation, and um, it, you know, according to this hypothesis here or theory or whatever, that it was to uh, scare everybody off hydrogen. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, because here here's another thing about it. I don't think that um, in 1937 there were that. Uh, they were that um, naive as as far as what's flammable and what's not, and they had a very good grip on understanding on uh, how uh, electrostatic charge works and um, you know combustibility and all that stuff. So you know that they accidentally made this thing uh, basically like um, you know super flammable and didn't foresee maybe that they would get some electric. You know, I, I just don't buy that, man. I, don't, I just don't buy it at all. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Because uh, um, you know, you're talking about that. You're talking about just you know the physical properties of well-known stuff that's been in use for. I mean, they use thermite on the railroads. God, man, I don't know how long ago, but it's it's an old old technology, man. So they they knew exactly how flammable it was, and to paint a damn blimp full of hydrogen with that shit is uh, that not it's not a mistake. There's no way. There's just no way. I, I just don't buy it. Yeah. How did you come across thinking about this whole topic? I just, I don't even remember. I This article, I found it, and then uh, I, I was looking at something else, and then you know how you get can get kind of off track and then get on to something completely different. That's what I did here. And, uh, yeah. It, I get you. Yeah. And, uh, so, did you make it up to Oklahoma? Check out the. That's what I've been wondering. Every her, every tornado that's gone through, I always wonder what happened to Chris. What's happening down there for real? Well, actually, it's been happening about uh, a lot of the activities about 80 miles northeast of here in the Oklahoma City area, and um, this recently had. Uh, Oh, hang on, Jan. I'm going to hang up on you. I want to add you to the call, all right? Let's uh, see. And, um, yeah, it's 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 northeast of here. Um, they just had uh, the other night, man. It was like uh, another pretty big outbreak, and uh, a couple of people died. Five people total. And they, you do. Hey, what's up, Jan? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. That's the deal. And then um, then I heard, too, um, uh, my mom was telling me that she saw reading some stuff on Facebook, my cousins and stuff were putting up, that there was more people that died than that was said reported on the news. And there's actually some rather well-known weather people, personalities or what have you, that uh, a couple of them that actually died. Now, there was a guy, that, one guy that's on the Weather Channel that got in a, got in a wreck. But uh, but uh, but allegedly two people actually died. And, uh, storm chasers died. You know the storm chasers that. Get yeah, I'm just reading about them. I'll put the 
I'll put the link into the chat. I was looking into the just to see if there were any clues in the story as to whether it's real or not, because, of course, that's got to be the first suspicion on any major story. Yeah, I mean, I think a tornado hit there. I mean, but, I, you know, as far as, like, who died, and who, you just don't know, man. I mean, no. this thing with these uh, these uh, weather people dying, um, it's conspicuously absent from the papers, the newspaper today, and uh, I don't watch television, so I don't know what they're putting on television, but um, if it's not in the paper, it's probably not in the Maybe not on the TV news either. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. Um, it's interesting, though. It seems like it's... Uh, let me look at this link. You put a link in? Yeah. All right. Uh, storm there are too many deal. clues there, really. But it seemed like that would be around here, especially, would be a big deal, man, if storm chasers were killed. Three storm chasers among those killed. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, those are some of the numbers, yeah. Those are some of the numbers I look for. See, I originally I heard two, now it's three. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, uh, the one guy from Weather Channel, he's pretty well-known, I think, Mike, Mike uh, Betts or somebody, and he got in a wreck and had to go to the hospital and all that, allegedly, you know. Yeah, Mike Betts. Yeah, it's finally loading down. Well. Three storm chasers among those killed Oklahoma tornadoes. Yeah. The video that it's of course the big story. Will we see the last bit of video if they were right? Yeah, yeah, some kind of horrendous piece of video or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't know, man. I mean, the media, you know, I think you said it, and I agree with you. It's like, well, I'm now to the point where it's um, I, I I'll just assume that it's bullcrap until it's proven yeah. to me otherwise. Um, even though I do believe a tornado hit up there, um, I could say that I don't I really don't know how many people were killed. I don't know how much damage was done. I didn't see it with my own eyes, and uh, I really won't know what to think about it or what to comment about it until I see it with my own eyes. You know, uh, probably some damage up there, but. Yeah, you definitely can't trust the media, though. Cannot trust them, even to report on stuff like that, yeah. No, you can't. Because I think they're doing this fakery stuff uh, consistently. I don't I don't think they just pull it out of the hat when there's a need for, you know, a Boston bomb or something like that. I, I think they are they keep in practice, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, uh, even minor stories are, I just look simply for the simple occult numbers, they seem to be just so consistent in so many stories. And I'm not saying that's the be-all and end-all, but to me, it's a good start. Yeah. Yeah, you always have those numbers like 11 and 33 and 1,500 and all those ones jump out at you usually. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah. This way, I don't see enough of them. But Now, these dudes drive into these friggin' tornadoes, man. And, uh, you know... They're pretty interesting videos. I watch, you watch them on YouTube. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, I remember... It's been a while back. Uh, me and Marcus and Dave, I think, were talking about this uh, channel that was on YouTube, and it had all kinds of uh, really good footage of uh, tornadoes and storms and stuff like that. And uh, 
and got you know we're talking about it. You know, Marcus was saying you know this is this stuff is fake and. Uh, so, well, I, you know, I don't know. He's looking at it, and then he kind of, you know, it dawned on me. It's like, there's just way too many videos this this person has. I mean, could they possibly have been at the right place at the right time, all those different times, I mean, to catch that the sort of stuff they were catching on film? I mean, uh, I don't know. It sounds like in the last two weeks, you just have to sit on I-40, and you're going to catch. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> They've been coming through fast and furious. Well, they've been... Um, getting hit hard up there, which they usually do. I mean, Oklahoma City, I mean, that, that area yeah. gets hit with floods, gets hit with, like, severe hail, flash floods, um, you know, of course, tornadoes. Um, yeah, they just get, especially it seems like within the last decade or so, it's like mm-hmm. they get really hammered. And, uh, yeah, and then here's the thing, too, with this weather stuff. Um, you know, population centers, like more Oklahoma, it's it's that's a recent uh, kind of suburb of Oklahoma City, and um, it's relatively recent. I think it's 15 years or something like that. If you go back 15 or 20 years, more is not there, and more more is basically non-existent. So you know you're seeing that too. You're seeing that you know Tornado Alley. You know more people moving into Tornado Alley, more people you know populating these areas, these big cities expanding out. And then, um, yeah, of course, you're going to hear about more of these uh, horrendous storm damage and all that. But it's, it's. I, I think that place, that area there, is notorious, man. And um, so, oh yeah, this is moving a bunch of people in there, man. And uh, oh yeah, you'll have a lot to report on in the future, won't you? So, um, yeah. And then, you know, you heard too that the the categorizations of the, uh, you know, what constitutes an F4 or an F5. That's all been altered and changed. Yeah, I heard Adam Curry talking about that. I'm listening to No Agenda. I think you are, too. Yeah, I listened to them, and um, it was funny when they brought that up because uh, I think I had mentioned on my previous call, uh, one or two calls ago, I was, saying, I was thinking to myself, I was uh, thinking out loud, I could swear the F5 was stronger than that. And uh, I didn't go really look into it. I was thinking, you know, but I... It, I was thinking, man, I have five, I think it's 300 or it used to be or, or something. And, um, yeah, and they got to talking about it on there. I said, yeah, sure enough, they, they changed it now. So now 200 mile an hour winds is, is, is in the category F5. So what do they have an F6 now for 300 miles? But they do get up, you know, uh, to 300 miles an hour. I've, I've, uh, seen that. I've read that. I mean, it's, uh, there was the one in 1999. It hit more was, Three was clocked at the uh, at some of the highest wind speeds recorded, and it was uh, three hundred something miles per hour. And uh, so, yeah, they're changing this, and um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's obviously to uh, to scare the crap out of people about the weather, and uh, you know, it's of course global warming. And uh, but man, I'm telling you, Lawton around this area, we have, we've been having some gorgeous weather. It's uh, unseasonably cool for this time of year. Usually now it's already starting to get hot. We're already starting to get up to around uh, in the 90s, and it's, you know, been in the 80s, low 80s, and in the 70s. So, yeah, and I, and I heard, too, that, uh, like, Canada, I don't know, Robin probably fill us in on that. It's been, it's, like, unseasonably cold up there. And uh, what about, aren't you guys pretty close in the general yeah. region? 
Yeah, this week it's cool. It's cool. It's a stormy weekend. This week is a little cooler. But it's, it is only the beginning of June, so. Is it Ontario? Yes. Yeah. It's a province. Ontario is right. It's pretty generally close to um, the United States. Uh, well, all, oh. of, all, of, all of the Canadian population is within five miles of the border, I would say. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. I would say 80 Five percent of the Canadian population is within 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 five or ten miles of the border. Now, of oh, course, sure. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're right on Lake Ontario, so on the other side is the United States, and that's well, that might be about five miles. I can't remember. Maybe maybe ten or fifteen miles across the lake, but obviously you have so, to go around it if you want to get there. But can you take a boat and just fire across the lake? And no, you can't. No, there's no. No, there's no demand for it. Someone tried to float a ferry and make money, but they were the destination was Rochester, which is a dead or decaying city. So, uh, okay, not ex- yeah, it, you just drive around it. Yeah, I was looking into it because uh, I'm thinking about coming up that way to do some hiking. I've been looking into it. Um, Robin was talking about it. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, train fare is not that much to get up there. And uh, I got to looking at it. I was like, yeah, I didn't know it was that close to um, New York there. I guess it's New York. Yeah, or up in that. Buffalo is 90 minutes from Toronto. Yeah, that's like close, man. That's like... Very close. Yeah, it's about the same distance from here to Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. Um, We We get the same weather as Buffalo, minus a little bit of snow. We don't get quite as much snow because... They're right at the end of Lake Erie, so it's called Lake Effect Snow. Right. So this time of year, it's it's usually warmer. Than a little bit. Yeah. Probably, we're probably 15 degrees Fahrenheit below right for this week. It looks like this week will be a cool week. So yeah, not quite swimming weather. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's quite got the water's quite got warm enough here yet, but um, yeah, it's like with this global warming stuff. Uh, you know, if if the globe was really warming, you know, you'd think be like people up in, you know, that part of the country, the northeast stuff would be like, wow, yeah, cool. I could, you know, it'd be great if it would warm up a little bit. Shit. Oh, it'd be beneficial. Yeah. It be probably would be a good thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, then what, uh, yeah, and then what would people closer to the equator, I guess, could relocate north? I mean, it's just, ah, man, it's, the, the, the whole thing is ridiculous, but... I, I don't even think about that anymore. I, I think people are numb to that concept. I certainly plug my ears when I hear the words global warming, just ignore it. I'm pretty sure people have reached the exhaustion point of listening to that. Yeah, maybe they've been pummeled into submission because I still do see the propaganda, though, all the time, and it and it bothers me. And... um one thing I've noticed, like, recently, like, the tornado and stuff like that, they'll put a damn cartoon that's got something to do with, like, oh, uh, basically, here's the gist of it. Oh, are you still a denier, still a climate denier after the more tornado? You, you climate, are you still a climate denier? Huh? Huh? It's like, give me a fucking break, man. Fucking re- ridiculous. Where did, where did you see that? Sorry, I was in the newspaper. It was just a cartoon, just something, oh, okay. something to that effect. I don't know exactly what it said, but it was something along that lines. Like, are you, you know, 
Like, Tim, are you are you still denying that there's global warming after we just had that mm-hmm. terrible tornado? It'd be like me saying this to you. You, you, Tim, you deny global warming? We just had this terrible, more tornado where all these people died? How, how dare you besmirch yeah. the, 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 the victims' uh, memories? Oh, here we go with the victims, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like that's what they're doing now with these tornado victims and stuff, and it's sickening, man. It's Are they really? Oh my God. Uh, in a kind of maybe not direct way, but almost like it's, yeah, we had a tragedy here, and it's, it's it's got it's obviously global warming because you know tornadoes never happened before. I mean you know maybe 1928, maybe 1918, but the, you know worst one. But and other than that, uh, you know it's like I mean come on, it's just yeah. It's a very weak link. It's a weak link, but it doesn't stop them from making these. You know because what they're going for is this uh, emo- the emotions like oh yeah it's horrible man people. You know, the poor woman, she had lost her dog, and then, well, she did find her dog, but, you know, it's like, and then they could, if they could get you into that emotional state and then slip in global warming somewhere, that's, that's how this propaganda works a lot of times. It's, uh, you know, they just slip it in at the, uh, I noticed this too, like around a period when, um, something like that happens, and then people are sort of reeling from it, and it's like an emotional, thing it's like how awful and then it's like yeah get the cartoons in with the global warming uh, references and then uh the articles and then you know and then you know when it kind of blows or you know it kind of subsides and then there won't be that opportunity left anymore because uh then you're then you're thinking with your brain and not with your you know emotions and uh doesn't work quite as well but i noticed that too the the, the opportune moments that they inject is right so yeah, that I think that dog story was fake. <laughs> Paul posted in the chat there. Yeah, I, I that was staged. It was staged. They just threw the dog in underneath something, and it just <laughs> there was a there was a string and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then you, I know. Well, maybe the dog was there. Maybe the dog was there at some point, but they they read they read they staged it just for the. The television cameras. It's talking back under the rubble. Like, hey, 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 so, yeah. hey, could you get the dog? Get the dog. Get him back under the, you know, get him back under the rubble. Hang on, hang on. We gotta reset. We gotta re, reset this up. I don't know. That, I wouldn't put it past them doing something like that. Or the whole entire thing was probably set up because they just turn the camera and then the dog is right there, and then uh, you know they lift up that uh, piece of debris and he comes strutting right out and uh that seems a little far-fetched as far as the fortuitous framing of everything you know what i mean like oh here here they have the shot set up for the old lady and she's giving her story and all they have to do is pan right and the dog is right there where you could see it clearly and everything very fortuitous as far as the the framing of the shot and everything and so if you're looking at something being staged, just look at the composition of the shot and all that stuff. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. I'm sorry, but yeah, but it's a, it's, I, you know, I did get, uh, teary eyed though. I was like, eh, you know, a little bit. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, I'm human being. They got you, huh? They got you. Yeah, they got me, man. And, uh, 
I went, I grabbed my checkbook, I started making out and checked to the Red Cross, and I said, eh, wait a minute. Oh, no, come on, you never <laughs> got that far. No. This looks like another dog. There's obviously there's many dog stories. <laughs> the key yeah. of this one seems to be the favorite story, the dogs. Yeah. Covered dogs. And the thing, too, is like with dogs, I think people are kind of indifferent, not totally indifferent to human suffering, but I think when you, they could throw an animal in there, it's, people are more responsive to it, really. Yes. Yeah. Don't you think so? And then... Uh, definitely. Human life is uh, less worth than animals at this time of age. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, well, more people can probably identify with dogs, yeah. But that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? Well, I think that's uh, part of our conditioning. Yeah, it's totally up, Yeah, when I watch these news stories now, I just think everyone is an actor. It's just even these these so-called dog owners. You, you just have to wonder: are these just yeah. And then here's the uh, here's the, the one-eyed dog. I'm just looking at this. I've seen this before. The guy, the dog's got like Illuminati symbolism on the dog. I, I mean, is that just a happenstance, or is this Oh, you're talking about the one I just posted? Yeah. Just a coincidence. I didn't even, oh, it's I didn't even look okay. at that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That is right. I happens to be yeah, yeah. totally dark, almost black, and he's got like a vivid, like, blue eye in the other eye. Okay. Yeah. Well, well now you got me looking for the blue striped shirts. Blue striped shirts. Oh. Yeah, with the, uh, like, the 911. I have to look footage. for that now. Oh, well, yeah. all the psyops, there's a whole thread on Clues Forum with blue striped shirts. Yeah. Symbolism. Clue inserted. I think there was some some cars that didn't look like they belonged there. Looked like they were shot photoshopped in as well. I didn't really study it too much. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know uh, that the, you look at some of this, some of the footage and some of the photographs, and you think, yeah, how could they get so much damage in one frame with that much variety of damage? You know, you know, back back to talking about like the composition of different shots and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, well, also, uh, well, there's no date on any of this damage. This could be stock footage that they just yeah. chopped together. There's just there's no there's no way to verify any of this stuff. Now, that's why I was hoping maybe you, you would took, you would have taken a drive out there just for fun and see how close you could get if if you could get close at all. It's close stuff, I would uh, imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the roads. Well, uh, in, in Oslo, when uh, that uh, fake shit happened here, yeah, they closed off the area of the central of Oslo for one year, actually. Nobody could get near the place. Oh, they closed yeah. it for a year. Okay. Yeah, 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 sure. It's still closed off, kind of. They're not of the area, though. Hmm. Because they know it's fake, so they have to keep it uh, so the people can't actually go and see it. Of course, I think it's a part of the agenda, at least. So it's going hmm. mm-hmm. there's lots of, there's, there's lots of YouTube. Yeah, interesting. I didn't really look into it, but... Uh... It could have been a tornado, but I don't think it did that damage. I think that is made up to put fear into people's subconscious to keep them. Yeah. There's tons tons of YouTube up now. You wonder, are these, who's putting these up now? Is this just more disinformation, or is it more people that are taking 
the footage that the media is giving us. Have you seen anything, a team that has been believable of the YouTube stuff? The thing from the MSM is totally unbelievable. It's like very scripted. You know, so I have seen it. I did watch it the same day and I, I got totally sick. We had all the trigger words, children, mm-hmm. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like pulling your heartstrings and making you suffer as a punchless to be, ooh, this is terrible and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I totally, I totally noticed the same thing, yeah. It's, it was all the same kind of phrases and buzzwords and stuff like that, and children. And uh, and then they had the allegedly seven children that died in the basement of the school. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, another thing that was conspicuously absent is, like, a mention of how it happened. What mm-hmm. what happened with the basement? Did it Was it rainwater? Was it flood water from the pipe? Nothing about it. And then there was an article that said seven children drowned in the basement. I clicked on it. It was a New York Times or something mainstream media article. And I read the article. And I was like, wait a minute. I read the article again. No mention of the children in the article. But the headline said seven children die in the basement of the school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, what, what are they doing? So, that, so that will be the end of the story, though. There will be no follow-up. Yeah, no follow-up. So, so you just get, it's almost like a new sensation that you've got, and that's all they need to do. There won't be a follow-up. There won't probably be names. They don't need to name them. They don't really probably have to go in any depth into this one because it's just another tornado and another bunch of dead bodies, allegedly, and it's just a, it's almost like a taste sensation. It's yeah, so. like an awe. It's shocking and awe, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's that, no need. Uh, uh, Hit and run. Hit and run. Scared and clutching uh, to the government to protect them. You saw that one that uh, Robin and Bill's talking about with Wolf Blitzer, and he's he's talking to the woman, and like he's he's like prodding her, like, "Oh, did you pray?" Oh, it's horrible. Yes. And then she says, "Um, uh, yeah, I'm really an atheist, and uh, yeah. I don't pray to God." <laughs> and it's like if that is not a total blatant setup, I don't know what is. I mean, the guy's like, oh, yeah. He's you think she was a total actress there? Oh, totally. It was like it was, was, the whole thing was set up because the way he was the way he was talking is like, um, yeah, you know, it's like he, he's like prodding her for an answer. And it's like, you know, like he would really do that if he was like really just casually asking questions. No, it's an obvious setup. Do you think she was prescripted as well? If they know oh, I'm yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, okay. no doubt about it. Uh, it yeah, it's, oh. it's yeah, just I, I think so. Yeah. See, I all I'm trying to figure out on these things: what is the level of deception? Do we have both sides? Are both sides deceiving? We just have one side. I that's what's hard to figure out sometimes for me. So I thought maybe she was real and she was. She's she, she, she real enough just to embarrass him, but you're saying the whole thing was was set up. So interesting. Hmm. I think yeah. that have been a tornado, but I don't think it killed a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, well, that, so, the, well, that the, probably, the, they went all the way with her. They probably did the whole green screen. Everything it was in the studio yeah. next door. Yeah. They probably didn't. Work. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Since when did the when does the mainstream press uh, talking heads. Well, since when do they ever invoke uh, religion or belief in God? Never. I mean, and so why? So all of a sudden now he's like going to prompt and prod her for 
like an answer about like what she was praying to the Lord, you know, like that doesn't make any sense unless the whole thing was set up for what was to follow, which is what she said. She was an atheist. You know, that was to me, it was just painfully obvious. I, I mean, I, you know, sometimes. So they're mocking, so they're mocking Bible believers then. Well, they're mocking Bible believers, and I think they're in- injecting this kind of, uh, you know... They want to heal religion, Chris, I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, part out of the, the window. A new religion is uh, like climate change and earth worship and stuff. Seems yeah, like yeah. And, and I was watching something the other day. I was looking at something else, and uh, it was like the stuff that, you know, this Family Guy cartoon... That's a real popular cartoon, from what I understand. I've yeah. seen I've seen, seen it on TV, uh, you know, at friends' house and stuff, and uh, I was sitting around and uh, and then they would say something and make some kind of reference. I was like, "Wait a minute, is this this is prime time television?" I'm like, "Holy crap, man! The stuff they say on there is just un- over the top." And it's like, okay, for one thing, it's a cartoon. And, uh, you know that children are going to be watching this thing. And, uh, but, you know, they load this cartoon down with, um, like propaganda. And one thing I, um, I was looking at, uh, as I was looking at, it was one of them videos that come up in the side. Cause, cause they, they you know, here, here's another thing. It's on this, it's on my blog, the hoaxbusterscall.blogspot.com. Uh, I'll put them in the chat. Yeah. So they predicted this tornado. Just like they predicted the Boston, the Boston bombing with the uh, Family Guy cartoon, that little episode about tornadoes, like the the week before the tornado hit, and then they had an episode on the Boston bombing, like the week before the Boston bombing. Sick. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, just getting back to the. Sorry. I was going to say, just getting back to the children uh, in the school. Wasn't there enough time? for this, uh, with this tornado to prepare, and what kind of things are in the school for people to hide under? Is there, are there basements in all schools? Because it sounds like there was lots of time to get away from any flying debris or collapsing buildings. Oh, sure, yeah. So well, I was, allegedly uh, they had a basement in the school, and then that's where they went. Mm-hmm. You know, this particular school that was hit directly on, according to the news. Um, they had a basement, and they said the children, there was a news report, one that I found, one news report that had the headline, seven children drown in basement and then uh, such and such school, whatever the name of that school was. And then, they, you know, you read down an article, and there's no mention of it, <laughs> none. And then, uh, yeah, and then none, no other articles mentioning it, no, no other news stories I could find that were mentioning it or talking about it. And... uh I think it was re- it was a reference was made to it some somewhere else I can't remember exactly where but only like a couple of places and then uh, yeah that's all yeah, yeah. the ground should go, up, should go up there because I'm check it out yeah I'd like to I just, man I just don't spill it spend thirty bucks on gas but yeah, you gotta uh, burn gas to get there <laughs> yeah it's long drive most of them have over half a tank drive there and back but yeah. Yeah, gas is freaking brutal, man. The price, they, you know, you go there and I fill up my truck. It's twenty gallon tank. It's like eighty. You know, it's like, what is it now? I don't even know. But two, 
four dollars a gallon there. Yeah, something like that, close to it. But yeah, I just want you know, I I, I suspect that there's damage up there, and then um, you know, you go up there and you see some damage, and then um, you know, and you could say, well, that's not near as bad as what you saw on TV, and they said, well, that's been several weeks ago. We already got to clean. You know what I mean? Yeah, already got cleaned up. So close but deniability. Plausible deniability always, yeah. It's, uh, and then you, you know, like you're saying, probably closed. A lot of the areas will be closed off. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I'm so, uh, I'm so convinced that it would be a complete waste of time that it just, I'm not real motivated to do that. You know, it's kind of like, uh, well, like a lot of these phone calls I make up end up being a waste of time because you just get the runaround, you know, and. uh you know, I, I've done quite a few calls that I've never posted or never even talked about because they just they just railroad you right into a dead end every time. And it's that the government and the bureaucracies are experts, man, at doing that. It's set oh, yeah. up so perfectly, man. It's set up, yeah, and it's to do that very thing. It's a, you know, you can get a hold of the public relations person, and then they can still deny knowledge. I don't, well, you have to talk to someone. Oh, they're trained. They're trained to handle your call. They know how to they lose, be blacked. Yeah, that's for sure. But then, you know, they're public relations, so it's uh, supposed to know. Yeah, it's propaganda, total propaganda. But, uh, yeah, you can't pin them down or anything. You can't hold them to anything. You can't hold them accountable or anything. They, they, they just pass the buck, yeah. Well, that's not my Robin, field. Robin is saying... You should just just call some people in the area. Just look up uh, some people in Moore, Oklahoma, and just randomly call. Oh, that's an idea. Well, yeah, Let's call like a. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I might do that. That's probably better. Uh, How many people live up there, Chris? Do you know? Is it a large area? Well, it's part of Oklahoma City. Oklahoma or yeah, Oklahoma City is one of the biggest. Yeah, I think it's the biggest city in Oklahoma. Like five hundred thousand, five six hundred thousand people. Is that like a the capital is Tulsa, though, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, pretty sure. This is in the uh, six hundred thousand. This is in the hurricane corridor, right? Uh, no, it's yeah. not a hurricane. It's a uh, tornado alley. Tornado alley. Yeah. 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 With tornadoes. Yeah. You notice how many channels on YouTube are dealing with fake. Video and stuff now, video fake, media fakery and stuff. That's way cool. <laughs> yeah, wrapping up the, re- the well, reveal, I think. But how how many of these people are government plants? You know, or because it just seems like it's just exploded, man. This incredibly on the on most noticeably on uh, YouTube. Yeah, and right after like. Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. just like all these different channels popping up dealing with this subject matter on YouTube, yeah. and like um, you know, I try to contact different ones, and uh, yeah, like I said before, I you know I don't get many responses back. Like people don't even like respond, so it's that's odd. If if people don't uh, respond, they are to- totally jealous. I think so. Yeah, I would think maybe that's the case. If you have your heart in, in the subject matter, you would totally respond to stuff because then you 
this is like something that you care about deeply. Like emotionally, uh, this is important to you. And if you don't, uh, it's suspicious to me, I think. Yeah, definitely. If they're spending that much time and effort on them uh, videos, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's a subject that they would really want to discuss and talk about. And uh, any format that would do it, I would think they would want to, you know, participate. But uh, I put some. Uh, I put a four one one link if you want to make some calls to anyone named Smith in Moore, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> We should just we should just do a call where we just start calling people. That would be right cool. Now. Yeah. Right now. You call one of these people and just say, "Hey, um, we're trying to do some investigation. Um, this is the debt was the damage similar to the extent that the media is reporting." Sixty-eight hundred southeast one forty-nine. Yeah, I would like to get a map, like a these uh, addresses them up. Now, what if you call the house that was, like, directly, allegedly in the path of the damage, and then you find an address, and then you call it in a number, and then you call it, and somebody picks up. Hello? Yeah, really? That would be something. I shall see it here in Norway now. Where, like, in Norway, we have a hard climate, like, in up north and stuff here. Every winter, it's a hardcore storm, and the roofs get the, pulled off the buildings and stuff. But, uh, like, 15, 20 years ago, it was never a big thing in the media, but like the last five years, it's like, oh, it's a total disaster, and la, 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 and people um, are getting hurt, and um, uh, physical damage and stuff. It, it's uh, totally agenda-driven. It, it never was like this before. Everybody knew the, the climate is hard and shit happens every winter. It was no big deal. It's obviously agenda-driven and to actually make some impact uh, on the mental um, state of the public. Definitely. It's uh, very well, hard. Also, in the end, uh, if they, they're going to try and extract more money out of people, because if, if they can convince people that they have most of the effect, I guess a godlike effect on the weather, then they're mm -hmm. going to have to pay for it. So it, in a way, it's really elevating people way higher than they deserve to be. Yeah. I think humans make that much of a difference. It's a I don't know about you, but just, just get in a boat and go across a... Just go on a boat and go across a big lake. It's yeah. just how instant human being is to the body of water that you're floating on, let alone an ocean. You know, really, it's hard to believe that even the millions or hundreds of millions of humans have any or much impact on the size of this planet. Yeah, I've heard a specific that was like an expert. You hear about that, and he's, um, you know, you know, he's supposedly an expert. I, don't, I, I wish I could remember exactly who the source of this. But, you know, they were saying, he was saying, you know, yeah, the overpopulation thing is a total myth. He said that he said that the world, he said, could very easily um, accommodate five trillion Five trillion people. Oh yeah, and um, you know easily, like no problem. And uh, I think yeah, that's probably true. You know, they could. You know, I've heard the statistic, and I and I believe this one that you could take every last man, woman, and child on the planet right now, and you could fit them all in the state of Texas, and the population yeah. density would be the, the equivalent of Paris, France, and uh, less, less, I think. Yeah, even probably even have more room. And, yeah. um, yeah. Each family can get, uh, one, uh, acre of, of, uh, farmable land to actually live on. In that yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Hey, Chris, uh, I, a, yeah. I just posted a link in the chat. I wanted your opinion on this. I won't. Uh, I don't want to hijack your show, but I just wanted to ask you about this. This post I put on my blog to a video of a, a stand-up comedian slash ex NASA guy who, well, it's a legend. What is this? Four eleven dot com. Oh, that was just a list of. Uh, Phone numbers of people in Moore, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to? It's the next one, then. To, you got to pay to get the numbers. Though. Yeah. You try well, to no, get the number and you got to pay. Some of them you just well, some of them you just click and you get the number. Oh, send me a number. Oh, okay. Well, I had the numbers. I I got a couple numbers here actually. Okay. Uh, you had to pay. Okay, I'll look. Well, I you know I click them. Oh, yeah. I guess you have to go through. I guess you have to go through several of them before you get find one that's. Available because I, I went through and I was clicking through different ones and it was all it was all taking me to People Finder, which is a subscription service. And I noticed like most of these white pages links are like that now, where you you find people listed and you click and then it's going to take you to a paid site and it's going to say, well, you know, proceed. You got to pay a monthly fee or something. Yeah, they got oh maybe because outside the U.S. I'm outside the U.S. I just clicked on phone number and got the whole everything, even their age. Ah, Mary Smith, 65 plus. Probably because when you call, it's going to be a uh, benefit to the phone company because they're going to charge you long distance. Yeah, I got it right away. Now, just take a look at this guy and uh, in your, your, uh, you don't have to do it now. But this guy is talking all kinds of stuff about the flat earth thing. I don't know if you've gone into that at all. But he's even saying stuff like there's no That's reason. That's a NASA guy. Yeah. But he started, yeah, he started talking about how there is no Antarctica and uh-huh. how that's uh, just an area protected by many different uh, militaries around the world and and he's, he's just getting into some concepts like the world is a lot bigger than we're being told. And uh, it, uh, just it's, it's, uh, most of us here have our, our minds blown right apart because of all the lying and fakery. Um, I don't know if I'm just more susceptible to listening to stuff like this now because he's even... Saw that video a couple of years ago. Pardon me? Where is that? I saw that video a couple of years ago. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Just you just saying that we don't even know that the Earth is round. We could be just looking through a circular cutout from (laughs) some high altitude plane, and the Earth is a totally different shape. And there's no Antarctica, and there's a lot. Maybe there's a lot more world, a lot more resources, um, that kind of thing. So, and even the whole concept of the the planets and and how many there are, and he's just saying how he's making up moons, taking just, just images from a, a tie-dyed T-shirt, and it's just all all complete lies and fakery. So he's proposing that this may actually be the case, or is he is he making fun of people who believe stuff that's contrary to the official story? Well, he's not really. It's not really clear. I just watched this video. I know he has a few others. He's not really. It's not really clear to me what his agenda is. But you say he's a comedian. Well, yeah, he. Yeah. Well, no, he's a comedian who worked at NASA. I don't even still work at NASA. True. No, I don't know that. I don't know. 
I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> like people that are this this show that's filmed, it looks like people were there for a comedy show and told I'm a ex NASA artist and they weren't ready to hear that. They were there for comedy and they he's just laying out all this so called truth. <laughs> so they don't know whether to laugh or to scratch their heads. It's 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 really sort of a bizarre YouTube, to be honest with you, but I did watch the whole thing, strangely enough, hoping for something interesting to come out of it, but the main thing that he brought up was saying stuff like, well, you know, the UN flag, well, that is a representation of the flat Earth, and do you see Antarctica there? No, there's no Antarctica there, because there is no Antarctica. That's all a big, that's all a big hoax. And of course, 99.9% of the planet will not ver will not be able to verify that, which is of course true. You're not going to go get in a boat down at the bottom of South America and start heading south, chartering, chartering your way to the South Pole. You know, the, yeah. it's just it's interesting. I and mean, of course, he's right. Who's going to go check it out? And nobody flies over the South Pole. And there's I don't know if there's any air routes that way. Well, I know they fly close to the the North Pole, but as far as I'm concerned, Antarctica doesn't exist until I see it. Yeah, is that the thing? Because I, I, I don't. I never well, I mean, it. we're just told that we're told that it exists. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been there. Um, but then again, too, I mean, we've had discussions before. It's like, well, how do you know when you jump into a plane or you get on a boat and then like you stop? Like you know, when I was in the Navy, we go out to sea. You're floating. You're floating around. You're floating around. You stop. Oh, we're in Africa. So you get off and you see like, uh, you know, black people predominantly and the beach and then it's, uh, you know, the wild. But how do you know where exactly you're at? How do you know that they didn't just go out to see, turn circles and come back in, uh, you know, somewhere, you know, off in, you know, in, in, in Mexico? And then, you know, it's just some town in Mexico with, uh, a lot of uh, black people, and uh, they have signs that have town names, and they say, oh, this is Mombasa, Kenya. Yeah, I mean, you know, how do you, you don't know that, but um, I, I don't think that's what's going on. But, uh, you know, we we don't really know much beyond what we've been told, and then we're given maps. And we're told that yep. this is what the world looks like, yeah, and this is the world that you inhabit, and it's round, and it's true, yeah, and we're just the, the question is how deep do the lies go that's that's all people like us can ask. How deep are the lies, yeah, and so here's a nasa former NASA guy that's uh getting he's in it well based on what you're telling me he's he's doing some stand up comedy or public speaking and basically going down the same line of thought that we're going down now, that we have been going down now since mm-hmm. we've been doing these discussions, and basically, that's more confirmation. I mean, we just keep getting more confirmation the more we talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. and the more we can pull uh, different uh, bits of information from different areas, and then it just confirms what we've discussed or speculated about. And there's yeah, I don't want to give him too much credit because I, 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 I just assume he didn't never work for NASA. I, I just assume, like, like I told you, that everything, everyone is full of it, and everyone has got an agenda. But it does. You still, you can still ask the question that he's proposing, and uh, try and find an answer somewhere. 
So you know that uh, our uh, our Mars ground squirrel made it into Fox News of all places. Actually, yeah, I just can't believe that anyone is even still listening to that. I tune all that out now. That to me is just white noise. Fox News. Well, no, just anything to do with NASA. So I, that doesn't matter to me what they're saying about Mars. I just yeah. tune it out. <laughs> why, why, why spend any energy listening to all the silliness? Because it's, it's ridiculous. No, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's just uh, it's interesting how stuff. Because obviously, I mean, to me anyway, it's obvious that uh, you know they're faking this Mars landing, just like they fake the moon landing. Every, just like everything else, NASA is just it's just put on. It's fake. It's theater. Uh, Walt Disney bullshit, like the uh, one YouTuber likes to say. Uh, so they're doing their little charade out there in the Mojave Desert, and then they're taking pictures of the landscape, and they're you know going to pass them off as Mars. So however many, however much money these pictures cost the taxpayer, I don't know. This one picture probably cost no telling how much, but you know it just happens to catch a one of the local inhabitants of the Mojave Desert, which is this ground squirrel. And so, you know, I think they had to deal with it, you know, because it's, uh, it's being passed around on the Internet. It has been for some time. But, of course, you know, you read this article, and it's, uh, they start bringing up this phenomenon called para... You know how to pronounce this? Paradoilia? Paradoilia? I don't know. Who came up with that term, NASA? No, it's it's a, it's a word that um, refers to. Uh, I'll look up the definition in Wikipedia here. That's another thing. This guy in the this so-called comic comes up with uh, just saying all the NASA terms. They're just all baloney. They're all made up, silly, silly Sesame Street type terms. That's how they come up with stuff. So this may yeah. be a NASA term. I don't I don't necessarily think this is a NASA term, but. It says it's a psychological phenomenon involving a vague and random stimulus, often an image or sound, being perceived as significant, a form of uh, apophnia. Common examples include seeing images of animals or faces in clouds, the man on the moon or moon rabbit, and hearing hidden messages on records when played in reverse. The word comes from the Greek word para, which means besides, instead, and the context meaning something faulty or wrong instead of. So it's been, you can see faces and rocks. And it's stuff. like a psychological term. Yeah. Well, I just put a link to uh, the good website somebody gave me, distancetomars.com. So if you think the moon is far away, according to NASA, go to this website and see how far Mars is, just sort of with the graphical representation. And it, it just the distance alone has to make you makes you think that there's just no way anything can get that far and and send anything back to you it's just it's 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 if you thought the moon was was a joke then mars to me is just a distant fantasy oh, okay. it's a crazy fantasy oh it's, it's crazy cool. it's stupid the moon would be 3000 pixels away mars at its closest would be really quick wow the moon's pretty effing far if you Oh, then it'd be twenty. Wow, that's pretty little. Even puts a note saying the current timeline for a manned mission to Mars is twenty thirty. I'm sorry, but I don't think I don't think in five hundred years 
we would even come close to being able to figure out how to get there. It says I'm traveling at 7,000 pixels a second, which is like three times the speed of light. Okay, we're heading to Mars right now. Yeah, it's funny. In the video, that in the NASA video, the guy makes fun of also of the speed of light. Just the whole concept of using yeah. fast light travels and how long it takes to go somewhere as a distance. Like, for instance, it, it's almost a, a really odd way of describing distance, saying, well, it's half half the speed of light to get to, say, from Toronto to Oklahoma. It's just, it's just another mind-bender that they can to describe crazy distances. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> 428,000 pixels away. So we just now got to it and only, damn. Hey, come on. Yeah. It, it, it's insanely far. If, if, I don't even know what you, but if there, how do they know there is a Mars or for you and me, it's a, a, a flicker in the sky. To me, that's someone's imagination at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I always thought about, you know, we're talking about the moon and we're talking about the planets and all that. Um, what kind of was a stumper for me, it's like, well, you know, there there are a lot of people that have, you know, there are amateur astronomers and stuff and they have some pretty high-powered telescopes. And there's, you know, a lot of, high-power telescopes that people have access to. So, you know, you can look through them and see. Well, I, I, I think the video addressed that as well, saying... No, oh, really? I, yeah, I can't remember. If it's, I'm watching so many videos lately. I think maybe he addresses it. Well, if you wanted to get to the high-powered micro, telescope on uh, Mauna Loa, the uh, Naval Observatory in Hawaii, then there's a, it takes two years or something to get an image back or the two-year waiting list. There's just so many delays that I don't think you can just walk up and use one just because of all the difficulties getting access. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but the bottom line is I think uh, I'm not sure any experts are really on the case. You know, we always think, well, people are on the case. We're on the case. Oh. Are you calling somebody? I was calling more. <laughs> Let's see. Call Mary Smith. Hey, Mary, how you doing? I think this is Mary Smith. Let's see. Is it going to let me do it? I don't think it's going to let me do it, is it? No, because I already have a call. I'm already, I probably would have well, to, I think I would have to put y'all on hold and then call it and then bring this call back in. No, there's a plus sign in Skype where I think you can add a call. At the bottom, I'm not sure. Add people to this call, and you can dial a number. You can press the plus at the bottom of the thing, and then add to call, and then go to the top. You can punch in the number, and then click add to call. Okay, now, okay, I just pasted the phone number. Let me add it, see what happens. Oh, there you're going to get her on the line. I'll keep quiet. The number you have reached is not in service. This oh. is a recording. I can't believe it. There's the no number Mary you have reached is not in service. Hmm. This you, that's, that's your half slash. Well, yeah, I just pasted it, and then when it said add, I just clicked add. There it is. You put a one in front? Uh, I think you have to. Well, I normally don't. It's not long distance from you? Well, yeah, maybe with Skype you don't have to. It's a different area code. I mean, normally it puts the one in for you, but maybe not when I'm doing it that way. But, mm. Somebody put more numbers in there for you. I want I want you on, Eric. 
speak because he can say, yeah, this is Jan Eric. I'm from Nor I'm from uh, Norway. I like to speak to uh, someone in Oklahoma to confirm whether you know because I see it on news. And then they probably be more responsive to Jan Eric. Well, I'll give you Bill Jones. There you go. Is he ready, Jan? There's Bill Jones. Try him. Okay. What is that, Jan Eric's talk? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's putting the one in. Like dial. You won the lottery. The number you have is not in service. This is a recording. The number you have reached is not in service. Four five nine one two three. Yeah, it's showing correct. Got the one in front of everything. Oh, that's weird. Well, maybe their maybe their phone lines are down. Well, it seems like they're all out of service. Yeah, that would kind of confirm the damage. No, I mean this this directory's. 800 years old, maybe. That could be, too. So, yeah, if this is Dane Paradioli or whatever. There's April Jones. I don't know how long you want to keep trying. Let's try one more. Oh, sorry, that's the same number. She must live with uh, Bill Jones. Never mind. Economy of, <laughs> economy of actors. Let's see. Is this April Jones you just put in? Yeah, don't call that one. It looks like the same number. Oh, 3093. Okay. <laughs> Well, here's Stephanie Jones. So a different number? Yeah. Okay. Must be some businesses, actually. You could probably call, too. Yeah. Uh, might be better to try to business. But then it's like you call them and they're busy. Can't talk to you right now. I'm busy. So I called Newton. I called that Cafe Newtown. Uh-oh. Ooh, you got a live one. The number you have reached is not in service. This is a recording. Well, there's a florist there if you want to call a florist. All right, let's try a florist. And they can't be busy. Father's Day. People don't buy flowers for Father's Day. All right. Lots of lots of pizza places, too. All right. Okay, get ready, on I think we got an answer. <laughs> Thank you for calling a new beginning florist. Due to tornadic damage that was caused on Monday, May 20th, our storefront is closed for repairs. We are, however, still taking oh. orders as much as possible. Please leave your name and number, and we will be happy to return your call as quickly as possible. Thank you for your support and understanding your friends at a new beginning. Okay, accidentally. So the storefront's damaged? Is that what they said? Uh, that's what they said. They accidentally hung up on yawn. Um, yeah, he said they're closed for, because of the damage. Well, here's what came to end anymore. They'll answer the phone. Yeah, maybe. I'm, uh, yes, sir. Okay. Ayan's back, so he can talk this time. Uh, there's no phone number. It's truncated. Oh. 5759770. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I had to get back to, uh, a friend of mine just popped in, so I'll be back in the fifth and. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lost her. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Bye. All right. Um, so you're going to take this one, right, Tim? Let me go ahead and dial. Um, see, what are we going to say? Oh, you really want to do it? All right. Well, I don't care. I got a few more minutes. I got 15 more minutes, and then I have to bail as well. But... You want to take it? Hey, how you doing? This, uh, my name's Chris. Um I'm trying to get some information about the uh, 
the tornado damage that happened on May 20th. Um, yeah, you, you're up there in that general vicinity, is that correct? That is correct. Um, as far as what you witnessed, um, is it uh, pretty extensive damage as far as uh, what uh, – what, because the reason why I'm calling it, what I'm seeing the news – and I'm getting conflicted reports. I've got some different information from uh, people that I know and stuff. And uh, so I just wanted to, like, maybe talk to somebody that is there in the area. What is – I mean, real – I mean, quick, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but what what, what is your take on the uh, damage and all that? That mean it wiped out a bunch of neighborhoods. Their house is like, smashed or not there at all. So were you able to – about it. I haven't driven around it. So you haven't really seen a whole, a whole lot of damage personally, huh? Um, I've gone by one neighborhood in, like, the hospital that used to be done. It's just all I've seen. And it was uh, pretty much destroyed is what you're, what you're saying? Yeah, the hospital about a story and a half tall and it has no side though. Was it, uh, was, it, was it a fully functional hospital prior to that or? It was. It was um, a branch of the north. Oh, I see. Um, but it had an ER and all that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was trying to just, you know, get some other sources of information um, outside of the news, and uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, uh, your information there. So, uh, no problem. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Hmm. Let's see, it's kind of interesting. It's amazing. Even people that are around the area, they don't just. They don't make much to spend much time looking around. Um, yeah, and he's right there, so um he said he saw a hospital blown down and um yeah, that's the thing about it, you know. Uh so I mean I guess we could pretty much gather from just that little bit of investigation that uh more than likely there's some damage. Which I you know, I'm you know, I'm sure there is. But then yeah. you know, how much of it is um oh Okay, I think I'm back. It's a technical problem, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I hung up on talk to you or what I did. I don't think I did. I think it just disconnected. Get too much stuff going on. Uh, yeah, Tim, he dropped out. So, yeah, have a good night, Tim. Uh, thanks for calling in, sharing those insights. Um, yeah, by the way, it's Hoax Plus. It's called June 3rd, 2013. And I'm Chris. This is Jan Eric from... The Netherlands. No, Norway. Norway. What did I say? Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, that ain't right. Major difference. Yeah, that's not right. I've said that. I've probably said that before, haven't I? Yeah, you have. We are in uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavia, yeah, that's right. North of the mainland of Europe. The Netherlands are closer to Germany? Yeah, it has the border to Germany and uh, Luxembourg and uh, Belgium. And you're up there next to your Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. Sweden and Finland and uh, Finland. Russia. Russia, yeah. Yeah. We have a border to Russia in the north. And, uh, Sweden in, that would be um, east. Yeah. We border to Finland, uh, Sweden, and Russia. Three countries. So are people uh, generally friendly in, the, in Norway? I mean, are are they pretty? Yeah, kind, yeah. kind of. We're living in a socialism. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Special. I was wondering about all this because it seems like, you know, on this on these discussions and these talks and the subject matter, it seems like there's a disproportionate amount of 
people from Europe and uh, Canada. Yeah. It's almost as much Europeans and Canadians as there is Americans that when you when you were talking about this kind of discussion. Which it's is, strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's really strange. It's interesting. I, I don't know what, what exactly is behind that. It's, it's funny, though. Um, I think it's deriving from all the control opposition in the United States because so that is big business over there. Like Alex Jones and Jeff Rents and stuff. So that people who do, yeah, it's, you know, I I have a tendency to be a more um, or less of a uh, like my personality and Alex Jones's personality probably couldn't be more opposite. You know. No, that's uh, true. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I have true. the type of delivery that uh, probably you know, like I think Alex Jones, he's got the really forceful, kind of like in-your-face, kind of um, super extroverted and um, just all all kinds of uh, running off at the mouth, you know. Uh, I I think that's the kind of delivery that's more um, uh, in this society, when you talk about the United States and this society and this culture, that type of delivery is um, seen as more authoritative I guess or more you know if your if your delivery is kind of more laid back I think that's there's a tendency to people just to dismiss you because if you had anything to say you'd be loud and in everybody's face and basically you know cramming your opinions down their throat and basically being you know that sort of thing I, I don't know I get that impression I think it's I think this kind of style of discussion too is um where it's kind of just conversational I think that's uh I think uh, the United States people who are kind of uh, bathed in the pop culture and in the real produced stuff is uh, this this sort of format doesn't appeal. Maybe. That's just some thoughts. I don't know. The main problem with that guy is that he it's, it's a, a lot of double thinking in his message. He said that uh, the left-right par- paradigm in politics is... Uh, Fake, and at the same time, he's supporting like uh, what's the name of the guy? Uh, libertarian, uh, Ron Paul. Yeah, who are you the, talking the, about? Alex Jones. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, they're together. Right. Well, no, yeah, yeah it's uh, well, politics is fake. Well, you know, he doesn't really say that so much. I think he's, I, I don't know what uh, his position on, you know, he'll say that politics is generally, you know, too sides of the same coin, you know, left and right, but then still, you know, yeah, yeah like vote for, you know, we got to get a third party to to, to take the, the country back, and then we'll and then, yeah, yeah because that's, that's something you never had, it, really. No, you never had it to begin with, so yeah, you ain't going to be taking it back. Um, we're just being taken through the dialectic, and I think uh, people yeah. like Alex Jones are part of the dialectic, they really are, they're, they're the opposition, yeah, and they're controlled opposition, or, or the loyal opposition is what they're sometimes referred to, and uh, they're very much a necessity in in moving people in a new direction. You know, the old dialectic process and uh, Hegel, Hegel, yeah, the Hegelian yeah. dialectic, yeah. And uh, even Alex Jones talks about the Hegelian dialectic, but he doesn't expose himself as being a, a part of it. But uh, oh no, no, it's uh, too much double think uh, with that guy. It's uh, when I understood that I could not listen to him anymore, it's 
Don't talk you stupid. No, yeah, it's kind of the the real heavily on uh, fear mongering and kind yeah. of really just kind of a rapid fire mach- machine gun type delivery of just news story after three and rapid succession to where you just pummeled by it, uh, pummeled. Uh, that's what I would what happened to me when I would. Listen to it, just get you know my anxiety worked up and all that, and just yeah, it's not true. not a good effect. Uh, no, it uh, paralyzes people so they can't think clearly. Yeah, it seemed like it did that. Yeah, seemed like it has that effect. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's it's not on our team. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't I don't think you do that. Even if you you know you know all that stuff, I mean that that wouldn't be the way to to handle it. Is just to completely pummel people with it you know that's that what good does that do i mean okay it, it's so so it's happening and that's all this is real but what what good does it do to just completely pummel people with the information like that and you know from one article to the next to the next and it's like you know horrendous stuff a lot of times and untruth as, as well yeah a lot of exaggeration and untruth just yeah. flat out flat out untruth and then um you know, misdirection and misrepresentation, and uh, you know, did you hear, did you hear the Y2K broadcast? Disinformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Soviet were yeah. inviting and stuff. Total fearmongering. Yeah, uh, fearmongering. Yeah, I don't think it falls under the category of misinformation. I think it it falls under the category of disinformation. It's I don't think the I don't think the information as a whole is basic kind of gist of what he's saying is necessarily. Um, factually incorrect. I think it's the delivery, the methodology of the delivery, and um, and then uh, the mixing in of stuff to where it um, has an effect to make it, uh, uh, you know, um, lessen its uh, impact. Because yeah. you know, you, you it's just like they do here with the uh, the the warnings on the tornadoes. Yes. Like uh, they'll blow the sirens. Like last time that uh, some clouds came through, they it was a storm and uh, some rain, a little bit of hail, stuff like that. But they blew the sirens continually. Now I remember when I was younger, they only blew the sirens when a tornado was spotted. Like somebody physically saw with their own eyes a tornado on the ground. One of the people that worked for the news agency, and they would uh, that that would be um, the indicator that there's. Uh, a, very likely a tornado right now on the ground in this vicinity. Yeah, that's could, right. could be a good good thing. But yeah, it could be a good thing. But but now what they're doing with the uh, the tornado warning is that um, ever since there was some high winds that happened, I think back in 2002, uh, they blow them for high winds and they blow them for like a lesser stuff. And it's like, well, um, and last time they were blowing them for like hours straight, and uh-huh. uh, and they were saying that there was a, um, you know, high likelihood or like a, a tornado watch, basically saying you know the conditions are right for a tornado, but you know no no tornado has been um, confirmed spotted, but they just no. blow the they just blow the siren. So basically, what it does it's it's like you're you're on guard, you're on guard, you're on guard. I'm on guard. I'm on guard. And then, how long can you keep that up before you say, "Hey, fuck it, man. I'm just going to go back to bed," or "I'm just going to, you know, 
it's just too much. Yeah, and yeah, like you're saying, it could potentially be a good thing, but then, um, but when it's done like that, no, it's useless. <coughs> it's totally useless. Oh, take care, Robin. Yeah, Robin. It's uh, promoting fear in people, and it works to keep people, uh, what do you call it, disillusioned and uh, compliant. Yeah, that's what it does. That's what the media is doing now. Just one thing yeah, sure. after the other after the other hoax events. The guy chopping dudes head off in the street, and that's that's totally it's totally phony. It's totally yep. fake. But it's um, but you know, hey, it's been you know several weeks now since the Boston bombing. They have to have another something else to just keep this stuff swimming, man. To keep it afloat. To keep it always continually in your face that the terrorists are out to get us and uh, they're doing all they can to protect us, but hey, you know, there's still some slipping through and there's nothing we can do but maybe take some more of your rights. You know, like, you know, Alex Jones will talk about this stuff and, you know, hey, no doubt it's happening. I mean, I've been through the airports, I've been through this stuff. They ne- never was doing that before. They're starting to do this no, stuff no. on the fucking buses and say, yeah, it's happening. You know, it's like we're turning into this police state, but yes. you know, hey, what are you going to, I mean, what what good does it do to, like, um, like for instance, talk about this bombing and then go into, um, you know, that it was a government inside job, but, you know, people really got killed, they're really out there, the FBI is really out there um, orchestrating this stuff and then slaughtering innocent Americans, you know, to get this agenda across, and then they're actually slaughtering, you know, they just, children. They, they don't need that. They just need the, the impact in the imagination of people that is happening. That's it. Yeah, but it's then the whole Hollywood. you got your official conspiracy spokespeople that are out there saying that, um, no, it's not what we're told. It didn't happen like we're, the government told us. Um, but Yes, people are being murdered and slaughtered by your government. And uh, so how am I going to be any less scared shitless if I think it's al-Qaeda or I think it's the government that's slaughtering children to get some kind of an agenda pass or some lone nut or anything like that? It's just the same anxiety is there. Yeah, the same psychological impact. Same psychological impact is, is only being funneled into another, see, like uh, an Alex Jones or like Visigoth. Like um, I, I did post one of their audios. Like you sent me that audio, but it was Visigoth. And, the one on the Constitution is good. Yeah, the one on the Constitution is good. Yeah, so, you know, I put that on my blog and all that. He's controlled the position, but he, he does give some good facts, though. Yeah, and I think that discussion of the Constitution was really good. Um, yeah, sure. Now, how much of that, what they're talking about is historical fact, I, I don't know. But I think that, um, you know, as far as uh, closer to the, a lot closer to the truth and certainly what's yeah. being told in yeah, history books and all that garbage. But um, Definitely. Yeah, but you got guys like him. He's controlled opposition. He's oh, yes. saying, yeah, the planes are were real and the and the victims were real on 9/11 and uh uh-huh. yeah so that's uh, creates uh, the same psychological effect except for you know you're you're going to be terrified of the government and uh what they're doing and that they're so incredibly ruthless and which they I you know I think they they are, they, they, they are but uh, they are but uh, yeah still it's lies 
Yeah, yeah, it's lies. And um, yeah. you don't. I was still get uh, terrified by that shit, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because they live under the illusion that the government is there to help you, which is the opposite of what it is. But it doesn't matter how, how you get it across uh, as long as people have fear in their subconscious and get paralyzed and don't feel it that, like they are powerless, you know? Yeah, but it, you know, yeah. But I think it's really, which it was for me, like when I was listening to Alex Jones and stuff, it's, it's really a frightening thought to think that, um, you know, the FBI and the CIA and uh, the, the 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 local police in New York City and all that stuff uh, were complicit in the murder of three thousand people, and they mm-hmm. just keep it covered up and hushed up. And then, like a lot of them had to have been directly involved with it, killing fire, killing firefighters and killing, you know, office workers. And you know that idea is pretty heavy duty on anybody's mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, it's uh, like abusive, abusive parents. It uh, traumatizes you. Yeah, it's yeah, traumatizing you. Very traumatic. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, 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 uh, people in wars, it's uh, not in peacetime for the most part. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no. so but then, um, yeah, I don't you know, think people will will go with, along with that, especially like that Sandy Hook thing. I, just I don't think that. People are going to go along with something like that. I mean, you would have definitely some people jump ship. But, you know, if it's a fake and a hoax and, hey, you know, we're faking it and you got these so many people are turning out to be these uh, aspiring actors and actresses Uh and musicians. And um, they had this recent thing with the with the dude that allegedly sent uh, poison in the mail to Obama. Yeah, that, that whole That's ridiculous, ridiculous story. Yeah, and then, like, um, I watched some video that this guy put together. And um, so they, they're, show, they're showing this guy, this Elvin, Elvis impersonator, and it's like he's obviously, like, just desperate for attention, just wants more than anything to be some kind of a, a star celebrity. And... Uh, yeah, that's the kind of people they use. Fifteen so, minutes of fame, isn't it? Yeah, it's fifteen minutes of fame. You want to be, you want to be in the limelight, no matter what. Even if they have to be a, a douchebag or scumbag and lie. And the dude was obviously lying. He changed his story like every time he told it. It was a different. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And it's funny. This guy put did a real good job of putting this video together, showing how just utterly absurd it was and how thick the lies were. But you know, it's just. But here's the nature of this stuff, you know, did did they really, did somebody really send uh, this highly toxic substance to the, no, 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 way. no, no. to Bloomberg, no, to no. Obama, no, uh, no, they don't, they don't have to actually pull nothing like that off. Did they really no, blow up 20 school children? No. Nope. And, and did they use actors and actresses? Obviously, admittedly so. Sure. Yeah, there's a logical impact, which is important that people actually do believe it. Yeah, because definitely. Most people don't think. Don't think. No, they don't think. They don't look at all the glaring inconsistencies, and uh, they well, they don't. Would they? Would they? No, they don't. And then, then you know, like, why does like in the Boston bombing and the Sandy Hook and the Aurora shootings and like all of these, why are all these people so willing to come out like the day? 
of or the day after? I mean, and talk on the media? Really? Seriously? It's scripted. It's a uh, <laughs> non-reality. I would never do that. <laughs> no, hell no. If they give me a million dollars, maybe I would uh, do it. But fuck me if your, your relatives got fucking killed in a yeah. terror shit. You right. would never, never, ever go into the media. You're fucking grieving. And just talk and talk and talk and then just be on TV and talking to millions of people. Mm. And I'm just going to tell everything about, you know, or I just, no got my, just got my legs blowed off like, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But I'm going to go out in front of everybody and I'm going to wave the flag and I'm going to be a centerpiece and the center of attention. I mean, from what I understand, when you get your you get a double amputation, you're in the friggin' hurt locker for a while, man. You ain't you ain't very active. It 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 damn, it's like losing your freaking limbs, dude. It's like it's a, it's a stress. Highly stressful, yeah. Physical trauma as well. Oh physical, yeah. It's like I mean, psychological and the and the physical trauma is yeah. tremendous with something like that. So yeah, are you gonna are you gonna go out and uh be a spokes you know? No. Or the guy that got shot in the Aurora Theater, and then he's out chilling for Bloomberg with his gun control group, like, you know, weeks later. And, oh, yeah, just by the way, he happens to be from Sandy Hook. And come on, man. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you don't you don't get people looking that, you're looking that far into this stuff, you know. So, but, man, we're getting so bombarded with all this stuff now. It's just so, so... Full throttle. It's amazing. It's fucking evil. That's seriously. Yeah, and you know, I think they're mixing into these weather disasters, and um, you know, we're talking about hoaxes. We're talking about staged events and stuff like that. I think this tornado was a it was a staged event, but you know, I think people actually died. I think people actually got their houses destroyed. Um, I think they're able to pull this off with um, a technological magician's trick with this weather control and um, and whether or not they exaggerated the damage. I have no idea. Very most likely. Most likely, yeah. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't exaggerate no, of course. the damage. Never yet. let a disaster go to waste, as some politicians said a few years ago. Yeah. They have to take advantage of it and use it for what it's worth. So I would be willing to bet money that, like, a lot of the imagery and the films and stuff that, and the and the interviews and stuff are, are completely, totally staged. Yep. Um, but does that mean that nothing happened up there? No. I don't yeah, think no. It doesn't. But it, it could be. But that doesn't matter. It's the evilness of, of them using a disaster to fuck people up. That is my problem. It's not a cool thing to do. If the government is there to, to protect you, so it's totally the other way around that way it should be. Yeah, definitely. I that reminds me uh the quote I was gonna to read tonight. Uh go ahead and read it. Mm-hmm. it said, you might have you probably heard this one before. It says there's no such thing at this date of the world's history in America as an independent press. You know it and I know it. There's not one of you who dares to write your honest opinions. If you did, you know beforehand that it would never appear in print. I am paid weekly for keeping my honest opinion out of the paper I am connected with. Others of you are paid similar salaries for similar things, and any of you 
who would be so foolish as to write honest opinions would be out on the streets looking for another job. Mm-hmm. If I allowed my honest opinion to appear in one issue of my paper, before 24 hours my occupation will be gone. The business of the journalist is to destroy the truth, to lie outright, to pervert, to vilify, to fawn at the feet of mammon, and to sell his country and his race for his daily bread. You know it and I know it. And what folly is this toasting an independent press? We are the tools and vassals of rich men behind the scenes. We are the jumping jacks. They pull the strings and we dance. Our talents, our possibilities, and our lives are all property of other men. We are intellectual prostitutes. Yes. And that was allegedly John Swinton at, uh, says it was at a banquet given him by the leaders of his uh, craft, the New York journalists. Yeah, there you go. Uh, very, very, very truthful. <laughs> yeah, no, I could not say it better myself. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, hits it on the head there. Media is the fourth, fourth branch of government. You have the legislative and the people that judge, well, it's the police and uh, the courts and and the Congress that gives the laws. And med- med- media is the fourth branch. Uh, Red saying it was the editor's name. Yeah. The editor, eh, I mean, he, he should know. <laughs> yeah. But people would not believe that because they think that the uh, media is there to inform them, not to control them. Right. The cognitive dissonance kicks in and people are, now he uh, had to be joking. Come on. <laughs> they would never lie to us. Land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah, and then this was uh, 1880. Uh-huh. When this That's old. Made. Yeah, that's what it says. Um, so way back in the day, that's not too far after the Civil War, and uh, yeah, that's amazing that it was that old, because the serious deception started like around that time, or ten or twenty years later, I think. What was twenty, ten or twenty years later? That media started lying big time. Oh yeah, and, uh, education got totally corrupted. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm reading that. Uh, John Taylor Gatto book, yeah. and um, I think he's a controlled opposition. I think we talked about before how his his father, his grandfather, was a, a high-degree Freemason. He's got Freemasons, I think. His grandfather and his father, I think, were prominent Freemasons. Uh, that doesn't take away the, 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 his message. So no, yeah, but there's still, yeah. There's a lot of truth in there, but, but uh, yeah, they, they love to flaunt their, their deception in our faces because most people don't react. Yeah, I think that there's that, that aspect of it, the revelation of the method, I think yeah. that, uh, was, was referred to. Uh, but then I think, too, they, they put this information out, and I think is uh, you're reading it and you're saying, oh, this is right on, this is definitely um, the case, it's the truth, you know, it's, it's being presented here. And then you're given a uh, solution, which is really what the controllers wanted in the begin with, you know. They say, yeah. hey, you know, if you're not happy with the public school system, which, you know, it's screwed up and here's why, but, uh, you know, you accept uh, the homeschooling and the homeschooling curricula or whatever phony alternative you're given, you know. Whatever yeah, I'm not exactly certain if that's the case. I haven't read enough of his material to to know exactly, but I, I just get the I just get the impression, and that's what goes on a lot with these truth tellers that are. 
publishing these uh, fairly well-known books and all this stuff. You know, if you can pick up their book in a Barnes and Noble or a you know Borders bookstore or something like that, then they're most likely a controlled opposition because nobody. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to. Yeah, but uh, ninety percent of the population would never believe it, anyways. No, that's true. That's another thing. It's uh, you know, you've had like different people, you know. Especially like relatively recently, you got uh, oh, what's the guy's name? He put out some really about you know put out some really good books about World War Two and stuff. Um, Who? Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, he uh, exposed. He did a lot of uh, exposing of Bush Senior, Herbert Walker Bush, and um, and his his grandfather, and it's then. You know, with the Nazis and then subsequently the Cold War and um, with, uh, dang, what's the guy's name? I'm thinking. Uh, Wrote a skull and book about skull and bones. Uh, Anthony Sutton. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, there's him. You got people like him and stuff. You know, it's it's hard to... Uh, because... It, uh, it gives good information, Chris, but he, he is promoting the illusion that politicians have power. Yeah, see, so then he can give you this information, it's called like a limited hangout, yeah. and then like uh, tie something else to it that is uh, totally misinformation, yeah, sure. and then uh, you buy it because the rest of it's truth. So it's like Alex Jones does, like a lot of these other ones do. Um, who was it, David Ray? Not David Ray Griffin. There's a so he took Houston's Houston Mullis's work on the Federal Reserve, and there was a, another book that came out that basically ripped off Eustis Mullins and uh, uh, Edward J. Griffin, I think. Yeah, Edward. Yeah, J. Griffin, and then uh, so then you got that, and but then you know they're 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 these uh, truth tellers that are out there, and then like he puts in his book about the Federal Reserve, like how. You know, hey, you know, this is true. The Federal Reserve's private, not for profit, blah, 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 blah. You know, what we need is a solution to this. We, uh, you know, hey, we need to get back to the gold standard. And Houston Collins, no. I said that the, in his book, you know, from what I understand, I never read it, but he said that he, he was, uh, he was bashing the gold standard too. He says, they control damn gold too. It's like, why do you want to do that? So, yeah, so they'll yeah. take his truth telling and use it to the, uh, the agenda of uh, the gold standard, which, from my understanding, you know, Ron Paul's pushing it, and yeah. it's uh, it's it's part of the globalist agenda, and uh, among other things that Ron Paul's stumped for. But you know, we're not better off the gold standard, definitely not, because uh, the people that owns this shit uh, have all the gold. So yeah, you know. totally. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't matter what they index anything to; it's it's going to be a scam. Yes. I mean, you can index it to uh, pop bottle caps or whatever. It's not going to help the situation. You've got scammers running the whole thing. If they wanted to do something for the economy, Chris, they would actually uh, start up a business again and actually produce stuff in the United States because you're the third world country now. You don't have any factories left. You're just importing stuff. and It's a, it's a third world country. Same here in Norway, by the oh. way. We just uh, are exporting uh, uh, resources, and we don't, uh, yeah. Just raw materials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a third world country economy. Yeah. yeah. China, uh, by the way, have a. <laughs> they, they are 
like we were like 34 years ago, they actually have a real economy producing shit. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And it's just been it's just been turned on like a light switch. Yes. Bing. There you go. China. It's the next next superpower. Boom. They just turn on like a switch, and there it goes, man. And uh, yeah, they're moving shop from Western Europe and the states to to China and the East, really. And pe- people yeah. don't fucking react. People should be fucking outraged. This is uh, uncool. <laughs> mm, that's totally outrageous. I mean, it's yeah. so in your face. And, um, you know, can you look at this uh, situation, you know, with moving virtually all our industry overseas? And they're still doing, I mean, they're still closing down plants here in the United States. Uh, I see it all the time. Yeah, they uh, get tax benefits actually uh, moving uh, out of the country from the government. They're actually paying the corporations yeah. to, to to outsource them. Yeah. Yeah. From what I understand, like they sign up to relocate and go overseas, and it's a guaranteed um, stop loss, which they'll yeah. say up to 15 years if you're if you're losing if you're you know you're losing ground you're losing profits you'll be compensated you know courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer to make sure you don't lose profits in the transition. And, um, you know, after that 15 years, if you need another extension, you get another 15-year extension. Then just, you know, hey, just move overseas and move all your factories and your stuff overseas. That's yeah. the game plan. And, uh, you know, that's been going on. I think uh, it went into full swing, from what I understand, during the uh, Nixon administration. And they signed... That's, that's yeah, he yep. signed the most yep, yep. nation trade status with China in the 1975, yep. I think. Before that, it was the Soviet Union. Yeah, we had favorite nation trade status with the Soviet Union. Yeah, Canada and the United States uh, actually uh, made the Soviet Union work because uh, they delivered uh, uh, grain mm-hmm. to actually keep them alive during the whole of the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the enemy, and we are selling them all the food they need. <laughs> yeah, would you really do that to your enemy that wants to completely wipe you off the map? I mean, no, probably not. Of course not. No, no, you wouldn't. Um, it's psychological warfare. Uh, the Cold War was all about that, to keep people in fear, so they could spend a lot of money on whatever they wanted. I remember the fucking 70s. We were scared shitless here of the nuclear weapons coming from the Soviet Union, and everybody bought it. They had the sirens going off once a month, and, ooh, we're going to be annihilated. It's scary. Soviet Union. Actually, the Soviet Union came into Norway and threw the Germans out uh, in the end of the war and actually went back, and uh, they were totally cool with us. <laughs> they have never affected us, ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, such a roost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's total, total uh, controlled situation. And uh, I remember when they said that the the uh, Soviet Union collapsed, and that was when was that, man? Nineteen ninety nine or ninety, I think. Yeah, I think it was earlier than ninety nine. I think it was like ninety eighty nine or ninety. Yeah, I remember it was in the nineties. I think. Pretty sure, eighty nine or ninety, probably around there. I remember hearing about it and reading about it in the news and stuff like that. And I remember thinking to myself back then, because I was into a lot of this stuff. You know, I'm not as you know, uh, 
on one level, you know, I've read some of the conspiracy books and, you know, whatnot. And when I heard about that, I was like, that is a completely staged thing. I mean, that's, a, that's no way that that, no way that that went down like that. I just didn't buy it. I mean, there's just no way that they turned over power that quickly and that easily. It's like a three day thing. And then it was like, oh, the Soviet Union has fallen, you know? And, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, there's just no way. No, it's, it's, it's a scam. But, uh, as I, uh, as said earlier, all power derives from fear. It can be by proxy, as the Soviet Union was, or direct fear when they actually have military in the street to actually uh, keep you in place and in fear. But proxy is better for the government because they can actually convince people that they are actually out there to protect them, which is ridiculous. Well, now I thought about this with the uh, with the government and the way that, uh, you know, we're always constantly told that. And we got this... Um, we got this stuff with the shit. Yeah, with Boston and all that, and they're they're uh, uh, saying, oh yeah, we need to go house to house, and we need to do this. You know, it's all to keep you safe, and yeah. uh, it's it's you know the police are there to keep you safe, all that stuff. And um, you know, I've talked about this before with the with the traffic laws and stuff, and how they're um, do they're, and I think it was a. It wasn't. It wasn't Norway. It was somewhere in Europe that they took out all the street signs and all the traffic signs and all that. I think it was in Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I know we talked about this before, but uh, you know, if you think that we need government and all these laws and all this crap, and you've ever been driving around, let's say it's two o'clock in the morning, and you're at a uh-huh. four-way intersection. And um, it's pretty level. There's no obstructed views of any of the oncoming traffic on either side. And you go ahead and run that red light and go. It's uh, You've proven it. You've of proven course. to yourself that you can operate without the government. Of course. Yeah. And they've proven it by taking out all the street signs and all the stop signs in Belgium. And what happens? The traffic accidents plummet. Uh, pedestrian deaths go down to basically almost zero. Uh, yeah. yeah. Most totally. people uh, have their empathy and they care about other people and they don't want to hurt them. But, of course, uh, they they don't drive uh, like madmen if uh, that shit goes away. It has the other, uh, it's the other way around, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a microcosm for... Yeah, any if if that's if that holds true for those laws that we're so certain that you know, hey, because I brought this up, I bring this up to people sometimes, and then I get always get the same general responses like, uh, um, some people don't even like comment, but the people that do will be like, oh, that would be just disaster. I mean, it'd be just, and um, you you may ask them, it's like, well, what? Because you don't think you could you would know how to drive. No, it's the other guy. The other guy. It's like, well, how do you, what makes you so sure the other guy wants to die? <laughs> you know, yeah. Indoctrination, Chris. Yeah, total indoctrination. And it, I think, that, you know, that's an insight into how these, how we come to accept all this stuff. It's because we're so certain that the other guy is going to fuck it all up. 
if we don't have all these laws and stuff like that. But we forget that, hey, you know, the criminals, criminals don't give a shit about law or anything else or respect or anything anyway. No, most people do, though. Most people do, yeah, and that's how society functions anyway. So, like, we, yeah, you take an example like, okay, we do away with a, you know, pretty big set of laws, which is the, the street signs, the traffic, and all that, and everything not only works fine, but it works much better. Of course. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I've read an article here and there about it, watched a video, but no, nah, not much else, not much else about it. And I think that the, it's being suppressed because I don't think they want really people thinking about that too much. You know, they, oh, they did away with all the traffic signs. They don't want people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want people thinking about, you know, uh, in, uh, uh, where was this, uh, not Spain, but in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, they, drugs. yeah, the legalized drugs. And then, uh, so what's, you know, it's been, you know, some time before, since you've, uh, made all drugs legal. What's, what's happening? I mean, golly, you must be, just, you know, taking out the uh, bulldozers and just scraping up bodies off the road. All these drug addicts that are just probably just killing themselves, you know. Well, no, actually, uh, it's the exact opposite. We're just, you know, there's less drug use, less abuse, less addiction than ever. All-time record lows. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you did look at that. It was like 78% or something. 78% uh, what, reduction? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't hear <laughs> that figure, but that doesn't surprise me um, because I've, I've, I've I, you know, I've thought about this pretty extensively. I said, man, you know what? The, the thing they could do with this meth, this meth problem right here, the most effective thing they could do, here's what would end, here's what would put an end to it. Here's what would kill all the crime and everything surrounding it in an overnight, literally overnight. Um, it would, it would just basically essentially uh, just about eliminate crime. It wouldn't completely wipe out crime, but it would reduce it so drastically that you know, it would be a, a revolution. Um, you take meth, you you mass produce it, and then you sell it in in you know, along with all these other drugs that people are so fond of, and you just sell it. Just a big okay. You walk into to Stripes or a convenience store. You can walk over to this little back area that says uh, you know Pharmacia or whatever. Um, yeah, you could buy big old bag of meth. Like I'm I'm talking like. You know, a couple of pounds in a bag, and it's just yeah, got sure. like a thing that says meth, the USDA pure, um, and then it's got like a, I don't know a straw or maybe a needle and stuff with it all in the package, and it's like meth, you know, four bucks, four fifty, or a big giant bag enough to, to you know kill a herd of elephants and it would, uh, uh, kill the the uh, what do you call it the the um, the junkies, the people that are on it, it would kill them. I don't, you know what I think would happen? Nobody would want it. No. Nobody would want it. Just like in, uh, just like in Portugal. Nobody wants it. It's, eh, oh, you mean it's legal? Uh. Just like teenagers, they start doing drugs and they do it as a, like, spite their parents. And if it is legal, it doesn't have the same effect. So you don't get a recruition, that's a proper word in English, recruit people to do it, you know? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't get that. Uh, it doesn't have that appeal of being something 
forbidden and illegal and then something that, you know, it's just so, yeah, it's just so, you know, takeaway strategy, they call it in marketing, where it's, you know, you can't have this. So what's the, what, is, what does a teenager do? They want it, you know. And then they're told, you know, it, it, people make the big mistake by making a, such a big deal out of marijuana, these parents and stuff, they'll flip out if uh, they find out that their their son or daughter, you know, smoked marijuana. And, you know, they can, they can drink alcohol, though. Yeah, you can drink alcohol, much, yeah. They're much worse. Which is much worse, but then, you know, they don't make it a big deal of that. Uh, flip out if they smoke a joint or something. And then... Um, so what happens is little little Johnny or little little uh, Kathy or whoever's like, yeah, you know, let's smoke marijuana. It wasn't so bad, and I didn't die, and I didn't, you know, you know, hurt myself or whatever. So all that hoopla and hype around it is obviously bullshit. So so it must hold true for all other drugs. It's just it's just a perfect setup, man, to get people to try and do drugs. And then like. People want to do drugs because they think it's cool and it's outsider and it's it's really it's not. not cool. It's not cool. Yeah, you had yeah. that movie in the in the thirties called Reaper Madness that kicked kicked it off. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous though. You watch that stuff and it's like this is so absurd, and it was very effective propaganda though. Oh yeah, you had the evil uh, black Americans and Afro Americans. They got violent and smoking reefer. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's the opposite effect, really. People get chilled out. They don't get violent on marijuana. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so much um, propaganda surrounding it. It's way ridiculous. Way over the way over the. And can cannabis oil cure cancer? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I I tend to think so too because you had a guy that Rick Simpson and he was yeah. been promoting that and from what I can tell he he ain't making no he ain't cashing in on it. Nope. He's not selling it. You can't get it. You can't buy it on the internet. You can't do nothing with it. You got to make it yourself, and that's it's just information. Sure. You know, so how can that? What if he's running a scam? What's his what's his motivator? You know. Uh, it's a herb. It's a good for your body. Yeah, maybe it's probably probably right. Probably cures cancer. Uh, you know, it's uh, a miracle plant, and it could probably everything they say about it's true. It could probably completely alter society if we started putting it to use, and so much for the better too. I mean, it'd be yeah, it's not going to happen. It's, that's suppressed technology. That's a suppressed technology. That's when you, if you want to talk about suppressed technology, uh, it's counter the agenda, isn't it? Sick people are much easier to control than people that are healthy and don't have any problems and need to go to the hospital all the all the time. Have you heard about this thing? I just put it in the chat. It's called the. Uh, I just forgot what it was called. Um, Mosquito noise box. Yeah, mosquito noise box. They're using these and uh ultrasound. Yeah, it's ultrasound that only teenagers can hear. Uh huh. And you know, supposedly when you get older, you know, start getting in your twenties even that young. Oh. You um lose your ability to hear those high of a frequencies, but it'll drive it's at a drive teenagers nuts. I can't stand to be around it very long, so 
they won't loiter at uh, all or different. What's the frequency? It's like around twenty thousand hertz, maybe twenty-seven hertz or something like that. Twenty-seven hundred. Yeah, probably. Yeah, what is a uh, normal people can hear twenty-seven gigahertz or something like that? No, it can't be that. Uh, oh, the human uh, brain can uh, interpret sounds between twenty hertz and twenty thousand. So it would be in the upper range. I would guess. Kilohertz is what I was trying to think of. Twenty-seven kilohertz, not not gigahertz. Yeah, sure. Kilohertz, yeah. A that is uh, above what is uh, normally known that people can listen here. But I would imagine when you're young that uh, that's a possibility. Yes. Yeah, the mosquito frequency is twenty-two kilohertz uh-huh. this year, and yeah, so which is interesting. I. I didn't know that. So what's funny about it, too, it's um, so they use these things. And then um, now they say teenagers have taken it and, they, and they've and uh, used it as a ringtone on their phone. So it's like only they can hear it. Their parents just can't hear it. Uh-huh. That's pretty, pretty crazy. But uh, if it's 27, it's uh, above the limit, which we are supposed to hear. But uh, it might be the truth, though. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you go to the CD format, the, the limit is twenty thousand. Oh, twenty thousand kilohertz. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I I was listening to the different tones and um it uh yeah it's interesting how those different frequencies when you hit a certain age generally speaking you won't be able to hear those and uh. Yeah, as I was going through, it's like, yeah, I'm in my 40s, so it's pretty much what it says. I I can hear the one that's this one one lower, but just barely. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's just interesting that uh, that kind of technology is being used, and um, sounds possible. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just for real. Uh, um, they did they did use uh, DDT against uh, the malaria mosquito in in Africa, and they almost eradicated malaria, but and then the powers that be found out, oh, no, no, we cannot do that, so they stopped it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, DDT, and then there was a, who was the guy that went around, he would, like, ingest DDT to show that it was safe. And uh-huh. uh, there was, like, people trying to crusade for it, trying to keep it legal, and uh, they were successful. And, yeah, because, uh, well, here's a whole other thing, too. Um, I with this guy where I went to church. He was a, a visiting preacher that preached a gospel meeting and, then, you know, everybody was having lunch afterwards. Um, and so I got talking to the guy. He was a really interesting guy. He, he, he gave, like, some lectures on evolution and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he uh, had kind of a Ph.D. degree or something. Uh, entomology, the study of bugs, I think. Mm-hmm. Etymology, or yeah, so um, he developed uh, different stuff for the uh, agriculture industry. Uh, it was part of one of his jobs that he had, and uh, he actually worked as a lab technician or some kind of scientist. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. He said he was employed by fuck, I forget, pretty big Conagra or something. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but he was he had successfully developed a sonic bug repellent system mm-hmm. for um, bull weevils. 
And Bull- he said it worked. Yeah, bull weevils like are pretty bad on cotton. And uh-huh. um, he said he had successfully developed uh, a sonic. It, they basically work on sound waves. And what it does, um, different insects respond to different frequencies because of the, sure. you know, like sure. the different, like insects will use the, the hairs on their legs for, you know, to sense their environment, stuff like that. So if you resonate them at a certain frequency, it's going to repel them because they can't, they can't function. They don't like it. You know, you can do the same thing with cockroaches. You can do the same thing with, uh, um, any kind of a different insect. And he was telling me. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I had one of those bug repellent. He says, yeah, those things, those things are definitely, it's a, it's a uh, proven technology. He said, he said, but probably ones that you buy in the store are the, uh, the dumbed down, ineffective ones. And yeah, he says, ones. yeah, he says, once it got, once he said, he know he knows that there's the suppression of this technology because he was directly involved in it. And he said they shut his program down. Once it, of course. yeah, once he demonstrated that it was 100% effective, it wasn't going to interfere or anything. There wasn't no ill side effects on people or animals or anything like that. They shut his ass down, man. They could pull this funding, all that stuff. He was working off a grant, pulled his grant, mm-hmm. did all that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there's that. Makes, makes sense, Chris. It's, uh, of course. No, it totally makes sense. And, uh, you know, I had this discussion with him recently saying that uh, he doesn't think that the technology is advanced, uh, you know, 50 years. Like, uh, you know, you think, you know, technology. Well, I think what I think about that is it's like I don't think that's a, 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 a an accurate way to um, categorize it or, or what have you. I mean, putting uh, like a, a time. No, no, no concept on it i think it's they are they are restricting technology they cannot put a amount of years on it yeah yeah exactly you can't really do that and um because there's technology or just like the hemp plant and the different usages like to make uh genes like they used to make genes out of hemp and stuff like that well they still do but yeah it's uh old technology uh, the different usages for hemp and stuff, and uh, so that's just it's been suppressed. Of course, mm-hmm. my my conclusion is that uh, technology is only used if it uh, enhances the agenda to keep us in control, and if it doesn't, uh, totally uh, kill it. Yeah, and insecticides certainly help. I mean, it's, they're not healthy for human beings. No, it's poison. Thank you for listening to Fakeologist's Master Fake Theater. For more information on this and other audios, please go to fakeologist.com. If you like this production, please encourage Fakeologist and send a small monthly donation of just $1.19 a month to Fakeologist on PayPal. Thank you, and tune in again for another edition of Master Fake Theater.